to come. The right and left, the right and hard. It's time for excitement and adventure in the modern West with Bobby Benson and the PRV Riders. And out of course today, Riders broken down Caillou's table. It's that bull-legged buckaroo, Windy Will. different adventure, Cyrano Wales. Throughout the past two centuries, the annals of mankind have reported with pride on the character, the courage, the determination of our men of the West. But of all the great men who make up the heritage of the West, surely none can surpass the men who even now is slowly, confidently riding down the main street of Texas City. His mind is fixed on the vitally important, demanding task before him. Now, see, did Tia Maria tell me to get two dozen eggs and one head of lettuce? Or was it two dozen heads and one egg? Oh, me. She oughtn't to give me a hard job like this. Yes, it's that rider of the tall corn, Wendy Wells. But even now, his senses are alert. And suddenly, he reins in his horse, his keen eyes taking in the dramatic scene before him. There, before his eyes, he sees a man and a woman. The woman holds a printed sheet of paper against the building. The man, with deliberate intent, is brandishing a hammer in one hand as he holds out a nail with the other. And with his uncanny deductive power, Wendy immediately deduces that they're putting up a sign. Oh, what a break! Hey, what you doing, mister? Posting a sign? How did you ever get? Uh, well, it wasn't hard. I guess I'm just quick that way. Uh, let's see what it says. Don't tell me this, and read. Hear ye all citizens of Texas City. This is to announce the formation of the Shakespeare Dramatics Group. The name is Shakespeare. Surely even you have heard of him. Oh, sure. <laughs> He's the one they call the part of Avon. Sure, I reckon everybody's here to him. <laughs> Why, he writ more good plays than you could shake a spear at. <laughs> Did you get that? I said, shake a spear at. <laughs> That there's a joke. <laughs> this is too much. Now see here, you illiterate imbecile. Oh, Rodney, Rodney. Uh, uh, you, uh, you must mind, Rodney, Mr. Uh, I don't believe I caught your name. Boy, oh, Wales, ma'am. Walter Wellington, Wales. But most of my friends call me Wendy. Well, I'm very pleased to meet you. Oh, I'm Ann Tomlinson, and this is Rodney French. Oh, you're the actress that's going to put on this here show, huh? Oh, that's right, Mr. Wales. We're hoping to put on a performance here with the help of local talent, and, of course, with all proceeds going to a worthy charity. They are very worthy ones. Well, now, that sounds like a real good cause. And if you folks are looking for local talent... <laughs> Well, I, I'm available. Oh, oh, thank you, Mr. Wells. We'll appreciate any help you can give us, won't we, Rodney? Um. And if you're interested, Mr. Wells, the tryouts are at 11 tomorrow morning. We'll be glad to have you. You mean for an acting part? Uh-huh. Well, doggone. You know, I think I'll take you up on that. Yes, sir, you are. Why, who knows? I might be another Shirley Temple. <laughs> Wendy Wales, actor. Well, this I'll have to see. 
But now, don't be too sure. It'll be just fun and merriment. No, sir. There's something about those two supposed actors that... Uh... Well, I'd just suggest you keep listening when we continue this different adventure in the West in just a few moments. But now, let's get back to the Bobby Riders and more of today's very different adventure, Here in Wales. <laughs> It's now the morning of the day when Rodney Trent and Ann Tomlinson are going to hold auditions among the local talents of Texas City for parts in the play they're going to produce. And on the B-Bar-B, limbering up for the contest ahead, we find that promising Texian, you'll promise anything to get a part, Windy Wales, orating like Demosthenes before a very critical lot. Doggone it all, Mabel. Get your head out of that feed trough and pay attention. How am I ever going to get to lead in that play if I don't practice? Now, you just listen while I read this part. <clears throat> to be or not to be? That is the question. I mean, that is the question. I mean, that is the... <laughs> Cut it out, Mabel. Doggone, where do you get off giving me just laugh? I suppose you think you could do better. Well, it probably could if I weren't a horse. Well, that's a likely story. Oh, gosh, Mabel, did that come out of you? <laughs> oh, doggone it all. I see you wake up. You and your darn imitation. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, well, what I want to know is what's all this orating about. Just what sort of foolishness are you up to now, Wendy? It ain't no foolishness at all, and it ain't none of your business. Oh, well, I reckon I could ask Irish about it. Oh, my gosh, no. Doggone whatever happens, he mustn't know nothing about it. Well, then you better tell me. But, oh, doggone it. Come on, Wendy. Well, you heard about the show we're going to have here in Texas City? Oh, you mean the one this year Rodney Trent is rigging up? Oh, sure. But I can't say I'm interested, uh, not when they're asking $10 a ticket. Well, heck, it ain't like they're asking it for themselves. All the money's gone to charity. Well, maybe so, but I can't see any play being worth that kind of money. Even if you can see the greatest new actor of the century? And who might that be? <laughs> me? You? Yep, me. <laughs> Going down there in just a little while to audition. <laughs> they ain't blind. Oh, I see. <laughs> They're doing a horse act. Yeah, right? and there ain't another horse around it. Now, wait a minute, doggone. Cut that out. I'd... Uh-oh. Wait a second. Here comes Irish. Oh, boy. Wait till he hears about this. He ain't <laughs> going to hear about this. Now, I'm warning you, wait till you keep your mouth shut about <laughs> this or... Or what? Well, I ain't figured that out yet, but you just better not. Better not do what you need. Why, uh, he better not... Uh... Well, Irish. You didn't do what you Me? <laughs> Well, well, not a thing. Where'd you ever get the idea that I was up to something? <laughs> well, you're acting mighty peculiar. Come on, lady. Hey, Pop. Now, cut that out. You treat me like I was an infant or something. Oh, no. <laughs> an infant at least will learn as it grows up, but you'll never learn. Is that so? Well, now I ain't never going to tell you. I'll find out. The heck you will. You ain't going to find out nothing because I ain't going to tell you one word about my auditioning for a part in that play they're putting on. <laughs> Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> You're trying to get a part from that play. <laughs> oh, me. Irish, who told you? All right, all right. Let us down now, everyone. Oh, I told him that he wanted to shoot me. Well! Uh huh? I mean, you fool now. Sit down. <laughs> all right now. As you know, we're here to audition for parts in the play we're going to put up. Uh, first, I'd like to tell you a bit about the play. What play? 
But where we're going to put our new numbskull? New numbskull? I, I don't think I ever heard of that play. Uh, who really? <laughs> 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 you better let me explain it, Rodney. Uh, Mr. Wales, the play we've chosen to do is Cyrano de Bergerac by Edmund Rothstein. Well, I want to play him, man. What do? Do you play Cyrano? Oh, okay, I'll do it if you can see it. There's no such thing. I shall play Cyrano, you idiot. Ron, get hold of yourself. Uh, Mr. Wales, you must understand that Cyrano is a very exacting part. He was a great man, a swordsman, poet, philosopher. Well, <laughs> sucks it'll be even easier with a character part like that. Oh, no. Uh, uh, so so do, I, do I get the part? So, uh, uh, Mr. Wales, we can't decide... Who will do what part until we've heard you all audition? Now, you'll all have a chance to read in a moment, but first, let me explain the play. Now, as I said, Cyrano was a truly heroic figure, but because of his absurdly large nose. <laughs> all right, now, Miss Wells, we're ready to hear you. Well, it's about time. Such I'm beginning to think you forgot me. We, uh... Why? Oh, why not at all, Mr. Wales. You were just saving the best for last. Oh? <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, all right, Rodney, suppose you go ahead. I have the strength. Very well, Mr. Wales. <clears throat> suppose we start with your diction. Uh, oh, yes. Now, just repeat after me, Mr. Wales. How now, brown cow? Are, uh, are you feeling all right, Mr. Kent? My name is Frank, not and I'm feeling quite all right. Now, just repeat what I said. How no brown cows. Oh, but we ain't even got no brown cows. We got some red and white herpers and some black angus. Oh, look here, you bull-legged buffoon. You kind of like a fool of me? Well, I, I don't think so. Well, you are. Rodney, perhaps it'd be better if I took over. Now, Mr. Wales, I think we can get right on to the actual audition. Now, here's a part of the play where Cyrano makes love to Roxanne. You read Cyrano, and I'll read Roxanne. All right. Now it begins when Roxanne says to Cyrano, Your words tonight hesitate. Why? <clears throat> Through the warm summer gloom, they grope in darkness toward the light of you. Immortal bond, forgive us. That's a statement, Mr. Wales, not a question mark. Oh, sort of. Let's go on. My words, well aimed, find you more readily. Oh, sorry, Peter. <laughs> my heart is open wide and waits for them. Uh, my words fly home, heavy with honey, like them there returning bees to your... Oh, no, this is too much. I can't stand it. <laughs> I tell you, I can't stand it. Well, doggone now, he's just all broke up with emotion. I'd be burned if I thought I was that good. Good? Why, you're... You're superb, Mr. Wells. I am? In fact, in fact, you're so good that we couldn't give you any part less than the lead. So we're going to do just that. You'll be Mr. Kent's understudy. Yeah. But who's this here understudy, Castro? I don't remember hearing about him. Oh, being an understudy, Mr. Wells, is a very important part. It means that you have to learn all the lead's part and be ready if Mr. Kent should become sick or anything. Oh, and do you figure on getting sick, Mr. Trent? I shouldn't be at all surprised. Uh, so uh, we'll give you a copy of the play, Mr. Wales, and you just go home and study it. Here. Well, thank you. Oh, uh, and Mr. Wales, now that you have an important part, 
You will do everything you can to see that we get a good attendance for our little play, won't you? Well, I, I'll see that that theater is packed. If I have to corral the township and gunpoint, yes, sir. I felt sure we could, Mister Wells. Well, yes, indeed. <laughs> and my dear, I have to hand it to you. That fool will probably double the take for us. Thanks. <laughs> yes, another beautiful angle for this, Rodney. If I know our friend Wales, by the time he gets done bragging, he'll have people believing that this whole play is his idea. He might at that. He will. Which means that when we skip town for the proceeds, who'll be left holding the bag? Why, the great Bessie and himself, hearing old Wales. <laughs> So poor Windy has opened his mouth too wide again and put his own foot right in it. You know, if these two swindlers succeed in their plan, Windy may have some explaining to do that will be difficult even for him. But to find out, all we can do is keep listening when we continue this very different adventure in the West in just a few minutes. But now let's get back to the Bee Bobby Riders and more of today's very unusual adventure, Cyrano Wales. <laughs> It's now the day of the show as Wendy prepares to leave for town. <laughs> oh, run it now. Behave yourself, Mabel. You don't know what a lucky horse you are. You ought to appreciate having a great actor like me ride you. <laughs> All right, then. No respect. Why, when I get out on that fair stage... You mean if you get out on that stage, don't you? Now, don't run it You're going to start that stuff again. You know you're just jealous because you couldn't get a pop. That's what you mean. I could have had a part if I'd been fool enough to want one. Oh, the heck you could. Aside from the fact that you can't act. In your opinion. And the fact that you got a face like an unmade bed. Now, just a minute, you contradiction to the survival of the fittest. If you think hey, for one hey, moment... Here, fellas, uh, what's all the arguing about? Oh, it ain't nothing really, Waco. I just won't admit what a blessing I'm going to be to the American theater. Oh. The only blessing, you pipe-cleaner hamlet, is that you'll never get on that stage. Is that so? That remark just goes to show how much you know. Ain't I Mr. Trent's understudy? You may be Mr. Trent's understudy, but that doesn't mean you get on the stage. Not unless you get sick. And lucky, I hope, I hope that doesn't seem likely. Oh, don't be too sure of that. Huh? What do you mean, Wendy? I said what you heard. Rody, don't tell me you're going to try to poison him or something. Oh, nothing so obvious as that. (laughs) I'm handling this problem by using psychology. By using what? Psychology. Power suggestion. I've already started working on him real subtle like to make him think that he's sick. And you just wait and see. By the time that curtain's ready to go up tonight, I'll have him thinking he's so sick, he'll beg me to play the part. Forty-five hundred, forty-six hundred. Oh, and just look at all this beautiful money. <laughs> I'd never believe we could get so much from a bunch of corn-fed cowboys. Even cowboys are suckers for a charity appeal. The theater outside will be jammed to the rafters. Oh, this is almost a shame to forsake such an audience. Well, you'd better forsake them. You'll find yourself a cook hand. The instant that curtain goes up, we're leaving town but fast. We'll let our friend Wales do all the explaining. 
Yes, that's the one bright spot left. You don't know what I've been going through with that stage-struck simpleton. Every time he sees me, he starts selling me out sick. Oh, I love him. He wants to be sure of replacing you. Well, of course, but he's so obvious. So help me, the next time he tries it, I'm going to give him a taste of his own medicine. Well, just don't do too good a job. We'll need him to replace you while we make our getaway. No, but I... Oh. Are you in there? Oh, oh uh, just a second, Wendy. Get that money out of sight or make suspect something. That fool. Even fools can talk and we can't take chances. Well, there they are. And I'll stop it in this boot over here. No one will think of looking in there. Just as long as it's out of sight. Already now? Yeah. Well, then. All right, Mr. Wales. Come on in. Hey, what's the idea of the closed door? And why'd you take so long to let me in? Well, uh, to tell the truth, Wales, we just committed a robbery. We had to hide the loot. You just committed... Oh, <laughs> you're just a Joshua, ain't you? <laughs> hey, but Mr. Trent, what's wrong with you? Huh? Your face, it's all pretty yellow. You look like a sick man. Why, oh, that's strange, Wales. I was just about to say the same thing about you. Uh, uh, hey, now, what, what do you mean? Yes, that greenish pallor of yours. The blue cuff, your lips, bloodshot eyes. I hate to say this, Wales, but those look very much like the symptoms of a disease that I know. Oh, me. And what disease is that, Mr. Trent? Well, come on, tell me. I can take it. Wales, it looks very much to me like a severe case of pseudococcus. Oh, my. And after all the vitamin pills I took. Are you sure? Now, tell me, just think about it a minute. Do you have a tickling, itchy feeling around your shoulder blade? Well, I... Now I feel it. And do you have a dry feeling in your mouth? Come to first of all, I suppose you talk. Please, short I think. Oh, poor little man. But what does this disease do, Mr. Trent? Is it... Well, in the true tradition of the theater, you have the best funeral possible. The best... But I can't die. I'm too young. And besides, I just started a five-part magazine serial. This ain't possible. I can't die. I'm... Well, what do you know? She's passed out. Well, whales wake up. Well, it's rather hard to tell with whales whether he's conscious or not, but his eyes are still shut. Oh. Well, he's bound to wake up. Well, well. Well, when he does, don't forget to pretend it's you. So you'll have to replace you with Cyrano. Oh, well, I won't. Well, well. Oh, but how are we going to wake him up? It's almost Christmas time. We still have to get into his costume. Well, well. Oh. Wait a minute. Hmm? I think I have the answer. Yeah? And now we present the first act starring that great star of the American theater, Walter Wellington Wales. See? Romanian Tuncan. Lend me. Hey. hey, what's going on here? I knew that I'd do it. Mr. Wells. Mr. Wells, are you all right? Well, I think so, except that. Oh, my gosh, I just remembered. Hmm? I'm sick. No, no, Wells. You're not the one who's sick. <coughs> I am. Are you sure? I seem to remember, oh, but. I... I'm sure. I'm much too sick to play the part tonight. You'll have to replace me. Now, do you think you can do it? Are you kidding? Why, heck, I know that part backwards. That's what I'm afraid then of. Then you'll have to do it, Mr. Wells, but you must hurry. It's almost time for the curtain to go up, and the show must go on. <laughs> You weren't supposed to put all of that on at once. 
Those are three costume changes to be worn at separate times. Well, heck, why bother changing? This way I can keep right on going. Well, you're looking for absurd. Oh, uh, never mind, Roger. At least we won't have to watch him. Uh, now, uh, uh, Wendy, you're sure you know your lines? I know him like I know my own name. Uh, what is your name? Why, oh. it's, uh, uh, now, don't nobody talk. Oh, me. Robert, you if you haven't time. Now, Wendy, go take your position on the stage. Right on. Well, here I go. Let them have it, but let's get away. I can't take this. We're not leaving without that money. Look what he's doing to Serrano. Why, he's already fallen off the stage three times, and he's also wrecked the scenery. He's turned the most beautiful play of all written into a pile. We're still not leaving without that money. Oh, there must be some way to get him off stage so we can get the money out of his boots. No, but how? There's no way. Wait. Oh, no, Rob. No, you can't shoot him. Kill him later if you want, but not on stage. I'm not going to shoot him, but if... One of those handbags hanging above the stage, the ones used as counterweight. What? If one were to fall on him. Rod, that's the answer. What are you waiting for? You can cut the bag loose, Anne. As soon as he's knocked out, I'll carry him into the dressing room where we can get the money. It has to work. It will work. All right, get ready to drop the phone bag. I'll be right behind Wales. Good. Get here. Come on. So poor Wendy has been knocked out by a sandbag in his hour of glory. But has he been seriously hurt? And will the two swindlers get away with the money? Well, to find out, you keep listening when we bring you the climax to this very unusual adventure in just a moment. Now let's get back to the B. Bobby Riders and the climax of today's very different adventure. Cyrano Wales. Dirty gee, Waco. That sandbag hit poor Wendy right in the head. Dirty, do you think somebody did it on purpose? I don't know, but I'm sure it's just going to find out. Come on, we're going back to the dressing room to see Wendy. Yes, yes, in an effort to get the stolen money hidden in a boot Wendy was wearing, the two swindlers, Ann Tomlinson and Rodney Trent, dropped a sandbag on Wendy while he was on stage. And now that they've gotten into the dressing room, they're trying desperately to get the boot off before anyone interrupts them. Oh, please have me, Rod. Pull that boot off him. Why anybody's down too tight? I can't see to get it off. Oh, 
get the money and let's go. He might come through any second. Hey, Dad, I'll just put him to sleep again and maybe permanently. Oh, big talk. It's all your fault that we're in this mess. You weren't such a stupid fool. Oh, no, what? I won't take that kind of talk from anyone. Let's go with me, Roger. Let's go. Where have you been? Oh, well, he come through. I warn you, young villain. Unhand my fair up, Sandy, or you shall feel the teeth of my sword. Hey, put that sword away. Who do you think you are? I know who I am. Yes, little boy's had a very busy day. Oh, 